This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey everybody, thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas, Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, and the topic of our show today is going to be diapers, uh, <laughs> a topic near and dear to the hearts of many parents out there, and whether you, you like them or not, uh, this is something we have to face as parents. And my guest today to discuss this topic uh, is Jason Graham Nye, who is a co-founder and CEO of G Diapers. Jason, welcome to the program. Thanks very much, Sean. Well, thank you for being here, and uh, certainly, um, you know, this is a topic that has been, I think, discussed for decades, really, now. Uh, this issue of uh, diapers, is a, uh, there's a statistic that says that 50 million disposable diapers enter landfills every year. And that's every day. Oh, I'm sorry, every, every, I meant to say every day. <laughs> the year came out, came out of my mouth somehow. But, uh, yeah, so every day, uh, th- that's sizable, and this is, a, this is a really a major issue. So tell us about how G-Diapers is helping to solve that issue. Sure. So G-Diapers are an eco-friendly diaper that you can flush. So in terms of statistics, it is 50 million diapers get put into landfill every day. That's 20 billion diapers a year. People actually don't make the connection mostly that... Uh, plastic disposable diapers are made from oil, so a non-renewable energy source. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's not the best use of non-renewable resources. Um, G diapers, they're a two-part system. They're an outer fashionable pant that you wash, and an inner flushable liner. And the liner you can you can compost the wet ones in 50 to 150 days in your home compost. You can flush them, or you can just toss them. Um, there's no plastic in them, so um, they are readily degradable. We sort of call the product the Toyota Prius of diapers, somewhat <laughs> okay. like a hybrid, except you don't get the GPS or the stereo. Okay. Uh, but not really dual mode, it's pretty much one function. That's right. Actually, that's no, that's right. not true. There are two potential functions that can be, uh, I won't go any further than that, but uh, you mentioned uh, compostability. Uh, you said 100 to, 100 to 150 days, is that correct? It's 50 to 150 days. So. The product's been in Australia since 1991, invented by a really clever biochemist. Um, and my wife and I had a son four, five years ago and just, just stumbled upon the product at a baby expo. Um, loved it, um, bought the rights for the rest of the world, chose America, moved here, chose Portland, Oregon to launch it here. Uh-huh. Um, and when we worked with the company in Australia, they've had um, composting trials going on since they started. So it is readily compostable. The range, they've done composting trials in Australia and also in England and the range is between 50 to 150 days. So, um, you know, the product is the first product in the world to have cradle-to-cradle product certification, which is a, a terrific certification from William McDonough. And it sort of, it, it certifies that everything that goes into the making of the product and all the materials get um, reabsorbed back into the environment in a neutral or beneficial way. So it's a real far cry from 50 million diapers a day staying in landfill for 500 years. So, yeah. Well, so how's it been going so far? I mean, how, how's the uptake from the consumer market, both in Australia where it originated as well as here, been going? It's been good. I mean, we were consumers of the product in Australia, so we were just customers. 
Um, and our background certainly weren't in consumer packaged goods, but we just loved the idea. We've had a pretty good year and a half. We've nationally distributed through Whole Foods and Wild Oats. Um, we are in a number of mass supermarkets like Wegmans and Fred Myers here on the West Coast. Um, we have a very healthy web business and thank uh, our lucky stars of the, the whole thing of Web 2.0. We have a very healthy Yahoo user group started by a customer last year and um, it's it's really interesting launching a business in this day and age of things like podcasts and blogs and um, yeah. YouTube where you can, as a very small brand, you can have a pretty big impact on um, on the marketplace with some passionate customers. Um, so, yeah, it's been a very good 18 months and it's been great living here in America. That's great. Well, what is the Yahoo Group's uh, URL, if you could share it with our listening audience? If you go to flushability.com, you'll get to the user group. And there's about 1,500 members there, mums and dads. Wow. And they exchange, you know, I think this month they've exchanged about 2,000 messages. And it's, it's great. You know, for a small company, they, they're terrific for us. You know, they put up polls and they... We, we learn lots of things about what they like and like about the product. It's all very honest. Um, we, we really don't get in there that much. We just sort of um, look at it from time to time. But it's, it's pretty amazing to think that there's a community of, of mums and dads who share their ideas on this. this well, it's, it, it's a great, whether it's a Prius or G diapers, it's great to see how passionate people get about these topics. And, yeah. <laughs> um, because it is good for the environment. It's not just about a consumer choice in, in the home, but it's really it's bigger than that. And uh, it is very exciting. Always nice to have an open f- forum in which you can discuss things, too. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's certainly our idea at greenlivingideas.com. Um, so I'm also curious about uh, just kind of going back to the premise here, uh, maybe talking a little bit more about the, the potential ills of what most people use, normal diapers. You know, you mentioned, obviously, you mentioned petroleum-based manufacturing ingredients. Um, also, I'm curious about the, the old cloth Right, the cloth versus normal diaper argument, and if you would you know, sort of give us your opinion on that. Sure, sure. So it, it started in 1960 or so when Procter and Gamble started with a with a, a disposable diaper, and they were quite expensive, and they were used just on special occasions when you're going out. So cloth was a predominant choice, and then just as time has gone on, the disposable diapers have gotten much cheaper, and 95% of Americans now use disposable diapers. Um, cloth diapers are a really good choice. Um, they there is a, a very passionate group of, of mums and dads who enjoy using cloth. Um, we just like to say for G diapers is just we're a third choice. And if you if you walk down the supermarket aisle and you look at all the choice that consumers have, it's kind of amazing that in this in diapers every baby needs five thousand of them. There's just two choices: cloth or disposable. So we feel like we sort of land in the middle there a little bit. Um, so disposables are now predominant. Um, as I said. Um, 20 billion a year, so that, they're the third biggest consumer packaged good in in landfill. And if you think about it, babies, kids in diapers make up five percent of the population. So something that's only worn by five percent of the population taking up that much landfill is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and yeah, you know, the oil thing's an interesting one. You know, last year the majors, um, Procter and Gamble, Kimberly Clark, tried to increase um, the price of diapers because of the prices of oil that were going up. <laughs> and um, by about 6 or 7%, just the raw material was just getting too expensive. So people don't make that connection often, um, but it's, it's a fact. Yeah, that's a frightening fact, but but important to know. And it, what's amazing is just that you know since the, the 1950s, I mean, when when the, the explosion of plastics occurred, just how many products really use plastic? You just walk around in your everyday life and you don't realize it. That was I mean, something in Time magazine as the oil prices went crazy last year, and they had that very thing. And there's like 
seven or eight images, and it's like, oh, is that made of plastic? Oh, is that made of plastic? It's yeah. extraordinary. There's some two crazy statistics that keep me up at night. One is that anything that's ever been made of plastic will always be here. Do, 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 do yeah, know yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah. Forever. And the other one is that modern landfills are now lined um, with material so that um, the, whatever goes into landfill doesn't leach into the water table. Well, that material is polypropylene, which is the same thing that makes diapers. <laughs> <laughs> so we basically, are, our landfills are, have huge diapers. <laughs> exactly. They should use the diapers to line the landfills. Ah. <laughs> what, yeah, what does this tell you? I don't know. It's funny. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, now so. that is, I can see why they keep you up at night. Those are frightening statistics. Yeah. Um, so so the, you mentioned compost. We talked about compostability, and I, I understand that you can even garden compost them. Some people do that. Uh, can you tell us about that? Sure, sure. So a few things. Um, in America, only a couple of cities do, do um, curbside composting, and we're not a part of those programs yet. And the, the issue here is that you can't compost human waste, um, but you can compost just the wet ones, and they make excellent compost. So in Australia, we have customers who compost the wet ones and flush the soiled ones, and they, um, they just generate a really, a, a really great composting material. Um, the super absorber in, in our diapers um, is the same super absorber that you can buy at a nursery and it's called water holding crystals and they hold 100 times their weight in water. Mm-hmm. So on the child it's great because it keeps them dry and then you compost them and they keep working for you holding water in compost. Some, some composts don't go so well because you don't have enough material in there that's, that can hold water. So this is, this is one of the reasons we have cradle to cradle product certification. The product keeps working for you after you've disposed of it. And if you... It's funny, we went and saw the 11th Hour movie the other night, a, a, pre, a preview. Ah, you're lucky. It hasn't come to our area yet. So oh, it's, yeah, it's, you absolutely have to see it. But um, William McDonough, who did the work for us on this Cradle of Cradle certification, is in the film, and he makes the point that, you know, no other organism on planet Earth uh, creates waste. You know, waste is a resource. Waste is food. And it's, it's all these closed, closed loops... Right. where someone's waste is someone else's resource. Yeah, it's part of the ecosystem. Yeah, and it's, it's all these, it's, it just goes round and round versus um, modern man's approach, which is take, make, and waste. You know, take from the planet, take from the environment, make products, and then waste them, <laughs> put them in a hole in the ground. So um, that's sort of the premise of where we're coming from. A hole in the ground uh, under, underneath of where we live. <laughs> yeah, it's so surreal. You know, fresh kills is the biggest landfill in America, and it's in New York. And it was a swamp, and running up into the 50s, they were filling it with stuff. And they said, you know what, it's even with the ground now. We're going to put a residential development over the top of Fresh Gills and make it a suburb. And they just didn't, and they just kept putting more... They just kept growing as landfill. And it's, um, it's the biggest structure between Boston and Miami, you know, it's right up there with the Great Wall of China in terms of what you can see from space. Wow. <laughs> so it's really flawed. Like, if you, I don't know, I just... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, once again, staggering <laughs> to even think about. Um, so, that you know, the, the composting thing we think is very good. And then the flushing thing, obviously, a couple of things. You're putting waste where it belongs. You know, right now, you need to change, you know, a newborn, you need to change seven to ten diapers a day and you typically don't i know it well oh really okay good (laughs) (laughs) i've been through two and we're done so yes i'm I'm glad those days are over yeah but you know it's just it's not where waste belongs um we have wastewater facilities that treat waste and that's that's where it it should be going um and it's fascinating in this day and age where you know sustainability and green is really coming to the fore and 
parents. I think when you become a parent, you get far more aware of things. You know, you're bringing life into this world. You're bringing your offspring who are going to inherit this earth. And so you make lots of interesting choices, like, you know, organic baby food and low VOC paints for your nursery and wooden toys maybe. And But when it comes to diapers to date, there's just been very little choice. And so we feel like we want to fill that gap a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's a real problem. Are you guys getting closer to distribution through some of the, the more major chains rather than just, not that Whole Foods isn't a major chain, but, you know, outside of the sort of the, the organic, uh, you know, produce stores, the Whole Foods type stores? Yeah, I mean, I, we call them um, hybrid mass. And they're, so there are mass supermarkets like Kroger's, have some brands like Fred Meyers here on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. So they're a mass supermarket, but they have a store within a store organic set. And we're there at the moment, and we're at um, Wegmans on the East Coast. Same sort of thing. It's a mass supermarket with a a store within a store green set. So we're slowly migrating away from the pure play into hybrid and then ultimately into... um, That's that's great. That's good to hear, because obviously that's where the majority of America's shopping. So um, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, I think, what... My wife and I, are, you know, we wanted a, a business that made meaning and money. And um, while the money's good, the meaning side of things, the idea that, you know, today I think we've kept about two and a half million diapers out of landfill, which is not much compared to the 50 million that go in every day. But um, the idea that to get across to mass supermarkets and really make an impact is very, very um, exciting for us. Right. Well, we certainly wish you luck in, in those endeavors. Um, so can you take us through just for somebody that's never used the G diaper? Uh, uh, you know, a G diaper before with their child, kind of you know, care and feeding and maintenance, and how, just how it sort of how it differs and the, the whole process. Sure, I mean, I think if you're coming from disposable diapers, um, it, this is a two-part system. So it's an outer fashionable um, pant that does up at the back. Um, it's it features breathable um, material, and so you often find a lot less diaper rash. Um, in the 50s, pr- prior to um, Disposable diapers, diaper rash is sort of five to ten percent of the population, and now it's sixty-five to seventy percent of the, the population. And if we were to finish this interview and you were to slide into a pair of Depends, for example, you would find <laughs> not out. quite there yet. I'm oh, getting closer on, every day. <laughs> we're all heading that way, but you'd find in you know in a matter of five or six minutes why diaper rash happens. I mean, it's plastic underwear, yep. and it's you know there's a big breathability issue there. So it's an out of fashionable pant, and you put in a um, what we call a flushable, which is a flushable insert, um, and uh, as I said, it does up at the back. And then when the child has, when you need to change the diaper, um, you simply take off the, the pants, you take the flushable insert out, and you can flush it or compost it if it's wet or just toss it, and then you just put a new insert in. Um, if the child has had a big movement, mm-hmm. there might be a need to um, clip out the inner liner. There's a, there's a fabric liner you can clip a new one in. If you've had a very big movement, um, you might need a new pair of pants. Mm-hmm. So in Australia, the average parent has six pairs of pants, and that's, that's, that's fine. So compared to, say, cloth, you know, cloth diapers, you need 40 per week. It's a, it's a huge uh, number that needs to be washed and dried. And so this is where the hybrid idea comes in. You only need six pairs of these reusable pairs of pants. And then you just get refills from the store. You can get them online. And right. With the cloth diapers, you're basically you're, there's a wash cycle involved, which has obviously energy and other impacts, water usage and such. Yeah. You know, and we really looked closely at life cycle analysis uh, just as customers. And there was one done in um, the states in 1991, and one done in the UK at the end of the last decade. And um, they describe it as a bit of a wash. They say, well, compare the water usage of cloth versus um, the petroleum used in disposables. It's the much of the muchness. The problem with any of those life cycle analyses is that they 
none of them have failed to adequately figure out the impact on the planet of 500 years per diaper. And it's sort of impossible to do. So they, they, they can build in all the upstream stuff, you know, the cost of getting oil to the manufacturer to make the plastic, to make the diaper, to ship it to the store. They get all of that. And they can get that, you know, if you're using, say, organic cloth versus regular cloth diapers, you can get all of that. But the disposal end of it on the disposable diaper side of the equation, they just can't figure out. So they consistently do better probably than reality. And that's that's a challenge about methodology because we were very keen to sort of line ourselves up against those two and see what would happen in life cycle analysis. Mm-hmm. And it's a spreadsheet that's just enormous and it's just, it all depends on inputs. So. Sure. The one that happened in England, you know, one of the assumptions was, well, cloth diaper users iron their cloth diapers, which uses energy. And so if you mm. if you factor that in, well, suddenly, you know, disposables don't look so bad. Yeah, you're changing the equation. Yeah. A little bit. And it's, it's tricky. If you control the inputs like that, then you can come out with any answer you want. Now, I'm curious. That kind of leads me to my, my last question for you before we run out of time today is about price comparison and, you know, of, of ownership. And, I mean, because, you know, there's, there's people, we, we like to, we don't want to make assumptions on, on this program and in general with our editorial where there's some people that are financially well off that they'll make these kind of decisions independently of anything else and they can just do it. And that's great. And, and certainly that, that's, a, that's always a good thing. But there's also people that, that want to do things, but they also, there has to be some cost justification. Can you give us a comparison of, uh, of any type that you might have statistic-wise, uh, ownership and cost, long-term costs of having, you know, going disposable uh, versus cloth versus going the G-diaper route. Got it, yeah. So we're about a 10 to 15% premium over, say, a Huggies or a Pampers that is bought in a, in a supermarket. What's interesting, though, is that after year three, when, when, um, when you head up into um, bubs who use training pants, and they're very, fairly expensive items. Diapers are around 25, 30 cents. When you get to training pants, it's like 80 to 90 cents. When you factor in training pants, we're getting very close to price parity. And what we've seen is toilet training used to happen at 18 months when people were in cloth, mm-hmm. and now it's getting well up into sort of three years of age, four years of age, and then you've got the those really rough scenarios of, oh, my God, I've got to get my child toilet trained before he goes to school. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I've and been there. the nature of the product. <laughs> I mean, you can leave a diaper on for the best part of a year, I reckon. That, that's, where you, that's where you go from, that's where you go to bribing, by the way. That's about that when the bribe I, phase starts. <laughs> <laughs> My mum was in town the other week and we were doing something and she goes, that's bribery. I'm like, no, no, that's parenting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the pressures of parenting. You can't start in kindergarten with pooping your pants. <laughs> well, Jason, uh, it has been great having you on the program. Very cool product. And I, when I say it, we wish, we, we wish you well. I, I want to see this on every, I'm sure, as you do, I'm sure, see it on every shelf in every store that out there because, I mean, this is the kind of change that, that it, it has a huge impact. I mean, this is very, very important. Uh, the figures are staggering. Thank and so we so certainly much. hope to, to see uh, more of uh, G-diapers around. Thank you. Thanks very much. Okay. Well, I should say uh, <laughs> clean G-diapers around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, great. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again. Thank you for being on the program. Thank you. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com.
find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.